What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. I'm always here. As you know, it's your boy, Brandon Tanguma, sitting electronically more than six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson, just Dominic this week. Tyler will be on the show a little bit later, but Dominic is here after taking a week off last week. But we will be in person next week because we're going to Vegas. But Dominic, how are you doing? I'm trying to speak to the millions of people and millions miss studio audience who will also be joining us in said Las Vegas trip. Um, Brandon, no, no mascot, no mascot, no mascot. Could have. Wait, what? If we really wanted to, I think he could, but he doesn't have his doggy passport yet. I mean, you don't even have your human passport yet. Damn. Hate to see it. Um, But anyways, I'm doing good. Had a really hard day at work. I'm a little tired. I had to come home. And, you know, the reason why we started, you know, it is about to be nine o'clock here in, you know, seven minutes. And the reason that we're starting so late is because, uh, you know, we have all these cans and bottles we're trying to get all ready because tomorrow I'm going to go cash those suckers in. Got some gambling money or food money or just money in general because I'm broke. Oh, good job. Good job. Going to be doing that probably Wednesday. Where do you take them, Brandon? Um, well, free plug. Uh, well, I, I don't really know what it's called, but there's a place by my mom's work that does it. But apparently, according to Dominic, they don't take bottles of cans or something like that. I was told that they don't take it anymore. You can talk about the one that has like the Black Lives Matter thing on it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, where did you get this information from? Uh, I think it's on Yelp. I think it says they no longer do it. Oh, a very reputable source. Yes. But, uh, you know, they might do that. Might do the one at Costco or uh, the one by Mary's mom's house. Maybe. I don't, I don't know yet. We got to. Play it by ear. I mean, studio audience is, is mom's house. Yeah, the K-Fabe, OG K-Fabe. audience. I don't know. There is one and on Witten, like all the way down. It's kind of nasty. I used I was to go say, there. I remember you telling me that there's one on Witten that it's like grimy. And I was like, eh, yeah, I'm not trying to, you know, get but fucked instead up. You're just going to go into the slums of East 14th. East 14th? Well, I don't know. You said you're going to go near your studio audience's mom's house yeah it's it's off of fair fair with the lake chabot road or whatever over there oh so it's a clean establishment not in the not in the ghetto i mean come on we live in the ghetto this is a fine establishment we we have built over here anyways brennan how are you how's the love life tell tell me everything that's going on with you bro uh it's it's going good i've finished my steroid stuff so hopefully that means i don't have to work next week so i can just you know focus on prepping for vegas and do all those other different things uh as we said didn't go on the date last week dominic any any you know what are your thoughts on a no date you know it's supposed to be a double date it didn't happen you know you just absolutely hate to see it i mean you know it, it, it you know th- things happen for a reason and uh Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, we, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it sucks. And, you know, well, there, there will be one in the future come June. Oh, guaranteed double date? Guaranteed. Oh, guaranteed. You heard it here first. Folks. Doubling so, down, hammering down the over. Yeah, because Dominic's got to get back into his vernacular for gambling and stuff. What's the game plan? 
next week for the gambling Dominic. I know we'll probably go over this next week on the podcast, but what what are you thinking about doing? I mean, what, what, we don't really have any plans for Vegas except for double or nothing on Sunday. So it's kind of wide open, which that can mean it can be very fun because we'll just do shit by the seat of our pants or we're just going to stay inside and eat pizza and watch Harry Potter. I literally said that today at work and Tyler and our coworker Rich just constantly made fun of me for about 45 minutes. Called me, a, called me, called us dweebs and dorks and nerds. And, um, you know, you go to Vegas and just to watch Harry Potter, you know, and then just a couple other words. I'm, I can't say on the podcast or get canceled then you know, yeah, but you know, didn't answer, my question, didn't answer my question. Dominic. Oh, game plan. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I think we've already talked about it like Thursday when we get in, we're probably not really going to want to go run around town, but you never know. Maybe all three of us are fucking litty like a titty and we just want to go do, I mean, we can always hang out at the casino at MG at park MGM and just, you know, play a little bit, you know, maybe go to bed early ish, wake up, eat, and then just, you know, go get tatted. Because we're gonna t- definitely get tatted. Yeah, definitely gonna get tatted. According to Dominic, that's a, is that a Friday thing or a Saturday thing? Because I might have talked about this on a later portion of the podcast that it might be Saturday. Why Saturday? I don't know. So that's, that's, no what I was to- I, that's what that's what I was told. I was told maybe Saturday was tattoo day. I mean, I want as much time to heal there because I really don't want to have to heal here. Oh, but you, so you want to you know take care of a, a little shitty tattoo? on your vacation well because i don't want my i I can't let my mom find out why she'll kick me out she said she you're gonna get kicked out if you have a tattoo yeah what is this the 19 fucking 60s i don't know i mean to her but why don't you just get you know mm tatted on each butt cheek mm on each butt cheek really well just one m on each butt cheek well okay why one why one m on each butt cheek your mom would enjoy it Oh, M O. Oh, because your asshole's the O. Yeah, there yeah, we go, yeah, Dominic. Yeah. You know, oldest joke in the books. Still didn't get it. Not a big no. tattoo guy, Dominic. No. Yes, no. I mean, uh, any ideas? What what, do you, what are you trying to look for, Dominic? What are you going to do? I mean, I I don't know. I mean, going to get the curveballs and chair shots uh, emblem tattooed on your butt cheek. I mean, I'm really, really pushing this butt cheek tattoo. You, you want me to get tatted on my ass really that bad, huh? Well, I mean, if you're trying to hide it from your mom, I mean, how much, how many times does does your mom see your ass? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, because I was thinking just like, you know, a little itty bitty one somewhere that I can see it still. Like, like I don't, like I can't do it on get my a, forearm. You're gonna get a tattoo under the flap of your titty, so it, it's always it's hidden, but you know it's there. <laughs> Eh, but then no, because I'm shirtless a lot around the house. Damn, she letting the fucking titties flying. I see you, boy. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna see a lot of me come next week. Oh, I haven't seen all. I mean, it's been a while since last year, last time in Vegas since I've seen all that time. I mean, all that, all that, all that man meat. I mean, you ain't so, lying. You, so you're someone who, you know either has a wife beater on or doesn't have a shirt on a lot around the house. Your mom's not supposed to find out. So I think you have to go. We might have to go leg tat. We have to go like thigh tat. A thigh if, tat if, do a thigh tat. If we really have to, you know, hide this from your mother. Cause mommy can't know. You can do a thigh tat like a, you know, I can just 
studio audience, what do you think? Like something like right there. But yeah. then you also remember they have to shave your legs, Dominic, to do the tattoo. At the shit, my whole entire leg. Well, you know the area. Oh, the area. Okay. And what you just—I mean, if you want to just have a bald spot just on your thighs, but you still have hairy cankles, you can you can do that. Don't have cankles, goddammit. Sorry. You can see my bone right there. That ain't the only bone I'm gonna see. <laughs> you better watch out, Brandon. You're gonna you're gonna talk yourself and you're gonna work yourself into a shoot, brother. What are we shooting? <clears throat> Anyways, we'll figure all this stuff out yeah. next week. Still don't exactly know when we're, we will do a podcast next week. We're gonna bring the equipment. We've we've been talking this up for the past five months. Yeah. I, I, I got the equipment to do you know a good thorough in-person podcast. I got the audio interface and all that stuff for Christmas, which was five months ago at this point, and still have not you I mean, I've like practiced it like after Christmas when I got it, but I I still don't exactly have a full comprehension, so it might be a little bit of a shit show next week, but uh, we will figure it out probably sometime afternoon, maybe late night podcast. I don't know. It's probably going to be earlier than what we normally do it on a Friday, but uh, get those questions in. I I was thinking, are you okay there? Jesus Christ. Uh, I was thinking maybe we would do that like, you remember how like when we went to Tahoe that many years ago and like it was kind of like we came back around like 10, 30, 11, noon or whatever, and we kind of just, you know, did the podcast. I mean, I still have the photo. I, ha- I have the photo, too. I still have the photo of us doing the uh, Oh, no, Mary sent, me, Mary sent me the slideshow, and you see my fat ass with my fuck up long johns pulled up to my titties. Yes. Yes. And my hair, you know, actually looking decent, and I'm wearing some fucking white leggings. Still can't see my little baby dick, but it's okay. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. You do not have a baby dick. You have a nice. I have a BBNC is what I've been told. <laughs> uh, definitely. Well, uh, yeah, well, no, I don't. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go over the whole fucking thing. So I almost sent that photo to Dana Patterson. Oh, I don't know if she still has that same uh, phone number photo. But... The photo of you and me. Maybe. Yeah. With the pit with the thing of tissues right by your feet for some reason. Oh, because I nutted. That's why. Ooh. Yeah. Gets is this podcast ever going to fucking happen or are we just going to keep here and shoot? What are you talking about? You know, Dominic, I've been told from some sources that we don't know how to rift and, you know, we're too by the books and we're too structured and organized. And, you know, who, told, some, who said we don't know how to riff? We riff all the time. Well, that's just what I've been. That's what, what I keep my ears for the streets, Dominic. And that's what the streets uh, be telling me sometimes. I told you we live in the ghetto. So why are you going to keep your ear on the street? Well, you got if you live in the ghetto, you got to keep your ears to the streets because you got to be that, you know, you got to be cool with the people from the streets. You got to be cool with the streets because streets bite back. Do you even know your neighbors besides yeah. the hotelings? Yeah, we got we got Marco's family. You know, Marco's big, big friend back in the day. Uh, you know, we used to watch uh, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles together. OK, and... Brandon, where did he touch you? Uh, he didn't touch me. He's actually younger than me, so if anything, I might get in trouble. <laughs> Where but, did you touch him? <laughs> uh, kayfabe. And then we, you know, we fell out of 
you know, we fell out of favor because he never went to the same school as we did. You know, he went to, a, I think we went to a private school because his mom works as a teacher, or like an mm-hmm. educator or something. So he never okay. went to like Del Rey or Bohannon or anything like that. But then he went to Arroyo and, you know, he was a year younger than us. So I was never, I, but I was in the same math class as him because I was an idiot and I didn't <laughs> sign up to be an algebra, whatever. So I was yeah. stuck in algebra as a freshman with Kiai, you know, shout out Kiai. We had that hot teacher, forget what her name is, but. And then, yeah. And then the other guy, uh, I kind of hate that guy because he yelled at me one time because we don't keep our backyard tidy and he kind of yelled at me about it, which I know, but fuck that guy. They used to, you know, used to be these two old people and they had okay, a, okay, a okay. son. Okay, walking out of your house, is this the house on the right or the left? That, well, if I'm walking out of the house, yes, the house on the right. Okay. House on the left, I'm cool with them. House okay. on the right, not so much. But the wife or girlfriend, whoever it is, did say hi to me a couple weeks ago. So, you know, we're cool. Just the guy. Did Don't she offer you favors? No. Oh, damn. No. But, uh, yeah. So there used to be the two old people. And then there was a son who I think was like special needs. Mm-hmm. And then I think either one or both the parents might have passed away. And so then they were gone. And then also the son was gone. And then the other son came in and fixed up the house. So. There's some drama going on over there that I don't exactly know about, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Dave lives across the street and I played baseball with his son. Actually, we actually talked about him last week on the podcast. Cause I know you definitely listened to it. He was the guy who I played on with the ports and he's like five years older than us or four years. So he's a little, he's a big boy and he gets very angry when he gets out or strikes out. And he's the one who slammed his helmet on the ground, bounced up off the top of the dugout and like ricocheted and almost hit me in the face. So yeah, I know my neighbors. And there's the hotel lanes. And then my aunt used to live like across the street down to the right, but then she sold that house. And then back in the day when we got our uh, bathroom remodeled, it was like a three week process when they said it was only going to be like a week or something. So when we had to go boo boo or pee pee, we had to walk across the street and, you know, use their bathroom. Great times. Anything else? Uh, The Tongans live a couple houses down. Don't really talk to them at all. I I thought they moved out. Oh, hell no. They'd be, have, they'd be having parties like every single weekend. They're actually oh. remodeling. They're doing like the front up. They're like putting up these. I don't know. What you, I don't know what the finished product is. It could be a gate, but it probably isn't a gate. I think it's just some sort of like, you know, fixture in the front in the little parking lot. Because you guys haven't been to my house. There's a giant house, a couple houses down. It actually used to be a dentist office, a dental office. Really? Yeah. So that's why it has the big old oh. parking lot type thing. Okay. And it's like a long whatever housing complex type thing. Don't know how exactly how big it is. Never been inside of it, but it's a big fucking, big fucking area. It's like two houses kind of built into one. And it's a okay. parking lot. I'm and that's told, where all the Tongans be at. I'm being told by the studio audience that we need to get on with the getting on. And it's only been 15 minutes. We're already getting yelled at for taking too long, but that's okay. We don't have too much stuff to get into, at least for yeah, sports. Exactly. It's going to be kind of a quick sports podcast, but uh, Tyler will join us in a little bit but let's get into the baseball standings real quick we're gonna probably just motor through these we got the al east with the new york yankees still standing atop 28 and 10 they hold a hefty five and a half game lead over the tampa bay rays uh, followed by the toronto blue jays who are still above 500 but seven and a half back of those yankees red sox seven and 22 and the poor baltimore orioles down at 16 and 24. So the Yankees still doing the damn thing. They did lose their last game, but eight and two in their last 10, they just continue to uh, keep on winning. 
And I believe best record in the majors. Yep, they are the only t- they have only lost 10 games. Next best is 12. So what you're saying, World Series champions. I mean, I don't know about all that. Of course, once I finally jump off the Yankees bandwagon, they start doing well. Uh, I mean, 187 runs scored. They've lived up to the nickname of the Bronx Bombers. Uh, Nasty Nestor, even though he did get canceled over the weekend, still doing I mean, good. I just want to point out that I, I've said from the get-go that the Yankees are kind of getting back to what they were known for. And that was fucking winning games and kicking ass and taking names. Now, I'm not, not a Yankees fan, but the Yankees are doing what I thought they were going to be doing. And Toronto is doing exactly what I thought they were doing. An okay team that they have so much potential to be better, but they're not living up to the hype. Yeah, I mean, they. sorry, Mr. X, cover years. They are playing the Reds, so that maybe that can kind of get them uh, back on track this weekend. But, I mean, they're still, what, three games over 500. It's just the Yankees are so good that it kind of makes the Toronto Blue Jays, you know, look a lot worse than they actually are. Uh, minus 11 run differential is not good for the Blue Jays. I still have faith that they're going to do it. Uh, the Rays, they just keep on chugging along. I mean, 23 and 16. And once again, like the Yankees are doing so well that they're just getting kind of lost in the shuffle. But I believe they would both of these, both those teams would be playoff teams because of the extra wild card. Cause yeah, the only other team better than them really is the Angels in second place in the West. So uh, I, I think all these teams are going to be fine. Maybe they beat up on each other during the dog days because of the uh, schedules. But I think everyone's going to be fine. And if, you have to tell me one to really fall off. I probably would say the Yankees just because usually, you know, Judge, Stanton, and even Gallo to an extent can't exactly stay healthy for the entire season. I'm wishing that upon them. I hope they stay healthy because they're uh, excited when they play, but they just haven't been able to uh, live up to that through a 162. But Aaron Judge declining the offer before the season. He's definitely shown out that he's going to be getting a big fat payday uh, next or this offseason or next offseason. Some offseason, and Judge getting paid. Moving over to the AL Central, the Minnesota Twinkies still leading the division 23 and 16, three and a half up on the White Sox. Uh, the Guardians 17 and 19 with the Kansas City Royals and Dominic's Detroit Tigers down there at the cellar. Both the Twins and the White Sox five and five in their last 10. Uh, Twins have won their last two. White Sox won their last game. So pretty much even. The past week, nothing really too much to talk about on uh, on this one, Dominic. It, it's kind of playing out. It's going to be a three horse or a two horse race. Guardians still hanging around, only a game behind the White Sox, four and a half of the Twins. So, you know, I think they're going to clinch on, hang on with the extra wild card. It's going to give them hope. But I, I do think those top two teams are going to kind of pull away from the pack during the summer. I mean, I, I, I can't agree more with you. Uh, the Twins and the White Sox are kind of the two teams that everyone I think was picking. Um, I, the Guardians have the potential to to do more. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to come out and just, you know, win the division, but I mean, they, 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 they had, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do get that third wild card spot. I would not be surprised. Okay. Okay. Moving over to the West, the Houston Astros 
lead the West at 25 and 15. Not so far behind them is the LA Angels with 24 and 16, just a game back. Steep drop off. Then the Texas Rangers in third and the Seattle Mariners and then the uh, the Oakland Athletics down in last place. But uh, Seattle kind of fallen off recently, four and six in their last tens, lost their last two games. Well, Texas six and four in their last ten. So I forget where we were last week, but I believe Texas was in fourth place. So they've leapfrogged the Mariners. So Mariners not exactly doing all that well. Uh, J-Rod um, not doing well in his uh, rookie campaign. And uh, what is this? negative 21 run differentials. So, I mean, Robbie Ray was kind of their, their prize. Well, you know, one of their prize signings, they made a lot of moves in the off season. And Robbie Ray has not been panning out quite as well, defending Cy Young winner. And he just has kind of been shit in the bed over in Seattle. I mean, I can really give a shit about Seattle. What's happening with the Oakland athletics, Brandon? I mean, start off the season, you know, pretty decent, actually. In my opinion, I mean, you know, Everyone thought they're going to be, you know, oh, and, you know, whatever they're at right now. But, you know, start off the season pretty good. What the fuck happened? I I have no idea. I mean, they, they've taken care of business against the lesser teams, you know, beat up on the Tigers, beat up on the Orioles. But then when they're playing the good teams, they just can't do anything, you know, losing to the Twins, losing to the Angels. They're, I believe they're winning at this moment. Of course, the one time I don't have the A's game on in the background, but uh, yeah, right now they're currently up four to two, but uh, got swept. I or no, they won one because they had that big comeback win uh, last weekend, but uh, you know, so much talk about the Coliseum and how no one shows up and it's a shit show. The A's have not done well at home, six and 14 at home compared to 10 and 10 on the road. So you don't usually say this, but hopefully uh, the road trip, can kind of you know kick their ass back into gear, but they just I think they come yeah they come right back home uh, next weekend. They're playing the Rangers at the Coliseum, so um, yeah. I mean the this is what happens when you trade everybody away. They don't have that much talent. The beginning of the season was a bit of a surprise, but they definitely have come back down to earth. But good news, uh, some sort of like Bay Area Bay Eco Group something like signed off on the uh, Howard terminal plan. So, you know, another kind of check mark in the right direction to get a new stadium for the A's. So, you know, we keep saying this. Yes, we're going to support the A's. We want them to win ball games and do the best they can. But really this 2022 season is about that vote to get Howard terminal, uh, you know, get it going. I believe in June is when the big vote happens. Any thoughts on that, Dominic? Sorry, I was uh, moving around. I didn't want to. I'm trying to get uh, trying to get comfortable, which means Dominic's about to sleep on the podcast. Fuck yeah, dude! I'm so tired. Um, vote Howard Terminal. Um, you know, Brandon, I'm gonna say something, and I hope you don't get mad at me. Why don't they just build at the Coliseum? They should just move to Vegas. Oh, shut the fuck up, Dominic! I'll fucking <laughs> cut you. Just fucking rip the bandaid off, send them to Vegas. Okay, then... where are they going to go? Fine, we'll move them to Carson City. Where are they going to go? What kind of plan do they have? You know, it takes a few years to build a build a ballpark. It takes some time to get, you know, plans and construction and all these other things. It seems like Howard Terminal is almost close to being done. You've seen the right votes. But if you go to Vegas, you need to do all that shit. Maybe it's going to happen a lot quicker than in Oakland, but still going to do all that stuff. 
You really want them to stay. I know novel concept. Someone staying in Oakland to play. Mm. Mm. Damn. Hate to see it. Yeah, they're just gonna trade everyone away. They're they're, they're gonna get the right. They're gonna get the ability to build the stadium, and then it's gonna be even worse than the Coliseum. Watch. Damn, Debbie Downer, Dominic, your Giants fan is showing. Sorry. Uh, next up, let's move over to the National League. The New York Metropolitans uh, lead the NL East with a 26 and 14 record, followed by the defending champs, Atlanta Braves. But they are 18 and 21. So the rest of the division is under 500 Philadelphia Phillies, Miami Marlins and Washington Nationals. But the big news coming out of the East is the Mets again dealing with injuries to a starting pitcher. Their ace right now, uh, Max Scherzer was pitching a couple days ago and after throwing, he immediately signals to the dugout that he's going to come out. And I mean, that just kind of shows how much pain he was in for Max Scherzer to pull himself out of a ball game. And then it comes out that he is going to be out four to six weeks, I believe with an oblique strain. So Jacob deGrom has not pitched at all. And now Max Scherzer goes down. Luckily they did pick up Chris Bassett who has been holding down the fort but that is just uh, you know another big name to uh, to the list going down for the old old the old Mets. I don't I forget exactly when Degrom might come back. Probably like July or late June. But I mean, twenty six and fourteen, they're still in a good spot. But obviously, this is a blow to the Mets, Dominic. I mean, that seems to be the Mets' Achilles' heel for the past what two three years has been they have a decent lineup but it's they're pitching oh my god their pitching is great and then it's like hurt 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 you know DeGrom having his issues starting last year right continue on to this year it's just it's it's you know you hate to you definitely hate to see it but you know something like Max Scherzer is not going to let something like that he he's going to work hard he'll come back definitely then it's four to six weeks and you know like you said, Chris Bassett is just fucking a stud. Too bad he's not open athletic anymore because I, you know, he would be a great addition. Hmm. Uh, rumors are speculating, or maybe the internet is just being hopeful that the Mets are going to sign Bartolo Cologne. Dominic, uh, what do you what do you think about that? No, old hell, big sexy coming back to no. the Big Apple. He ain't gonna know. How old is he? Like 60? 48. Oh. Just yeah. a little bit younger than that. No, he ain't coming back. Damn it! Why are you hating on Big Sexy? We might we might bring this up later uh, in the podcast again, but uh, I did check his stats. Not great. I mean, 2016 was his last truly like really good year. He was an All Star with the Mets. I did kind of fall off after that, having like a was it like five ERA like the next two three seasons. So, um, it, it's fun. I mean, I would love for it to happen for the memes of it, but I don't know the Mets farm system or who's really, you know, in the wait in the wings to pitch for them. So, I mean, if you sign Bartolo Colon, minor league contract, bring him up, have him start for those, you know, five, four, six weeks, which however many starts that is like 10 or 12, maybe, or not even. So make it happen. I want to see Big Sexy back in the league at 48 years young. Make it happen. I mean, uh, it is what it is. Moving to the central, we get the same two teams doing the damn thing with the Milwaukee Brewers and the St. Louis Cardinals uh, atop the division with the Brewers 25 and 14, four games ahead of the Cardinals who are 21 and 18 in third place 
is the Buckos. Pittsburgh Pirates, 16 and 22. Watch out. Eight and a half games back of the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Four and a half back of the wild cards. Don't look now. The, the Buckos might sneak into the playoffs. Probably not. Four and six in the last 10. So that just kind of shows to you what's going on with the Central. Uh, Chicago, 15 and 23. And then down in the cellar. Unfortunately, Mr. X's Reds. Uh, at 11 and 27, but they are six and four in their last 10. So once again, um, definitely on the ascension after that just dreadful start to the season when they won whatever three of their first 27 games or something like that. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk more reds in a little bit with Mr. X's question. So, uh, you know, we'll just stick to the fact that the Brewers and the Cardinals are going to be that it is no matter what you say, it is a two horse race and it's just going to be basically which which team gets hot and which team goes cold. So hashtag analysis. Then moving over to the West, the Los Angeles Dodgers hold the top spot at 26 and 12, a two game lead over the San Diego Padres who are 24 and 14. Not so far behind is the San Francisco Giants at 22 and 15. Uh, the Giants and the Padres are facing off this weekend in San Francisco. So uh, that's fun. Shamanaya was what did start for the Padres today. Had his green glove looking looking all sexy with his afro puffing out of his hat. But uh, so, yeah, do, uh, yeah, Giants Padres doing work this weekend. So maybe some separation there. Uh, 20, 22 and 21 Arizona Diamondbacks. I mean, they, they've gone three in their last seven, but they've won their last two. So don't sleep on the on the on the old Diamondbacks and then card uh, Carolina or whatever the name is, Colorado. <clears throat> 18 19 but three horse race at the top what we all kind of determined dominic what are you uh looking at for the giants and padres this weekend no obviously no tatis but longoria is back so the giants getting a little bit healthier padres playing really good ball without their best player i mean it, it, it it's I, I feel like the giants are trying to make the best out of the worst situation. I feel like, uh, you know, they don't have big names anymore. You know, they had the Buster Posies. They had the fucking, um, what's his name? Chris, Chris Bryant last year. Um, you know, they, 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 they had the big names that were winning it. And then now they're kind of just a bunch of, you know, nobodies with a few big names left. Um, Meanwhile, Padres are fucking signing everyone and their fucking mother to a contract. Uh, and then you got the Dodgers who, you know, they're the fucking Dodgers. Um, this weekend, I, I feel like the Giants, I, I think they're, it's going to, is it is this a two-game series? Um, I would assume it's a three-game series because it's over the weekend. Yeah, isn't weekend Sunday, Saturday? And Friday. Oh, I didn't know Friday was a weekend. You know, some of us work Monday through Friday. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, when, when have you seen a series just go Saturday, Sunday? There's been two game series. Yeah, during the week. Oh, oh, they, they're not. I've been tired. Leave me alone. Okay. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be a. I think the Giants will take two out of the three. I think uh, the Padres are. Uh, you know, again, getting a little too, too, uh, too excited over there. And Current the updated is tied four to four, top of the eighth inning. So it should be a good one over there. 
by the bay. Uh, all right, moving on. We got some big, big news. Fuck the NFL. We don't need to talk about them this week. But Dominic, we got some XFL news. Well, hang on. Before we say anything else, I want to say. If you haven't found out already, my beloved Joe Panic has retired. Oh, yes. Sorry. T's and P's. I'm dealing with it in a healthy way. Joe, if you listen, which I know you do because you're a huge fan and you're my huge fan and I'm your huge fan. Um, number, one, number one Joe Panic podcast right here. Exactly. I, uh, you know, if you ever want to come on, you know. And... Did you really say who the fuck is Joe, Mary? It's Joe Panic, my favorite baseball player of all time. I have a Got signed the, baseball right there. Happiest day of Dominic's life. Winning it at the Ports Taco Feed. Winning a Joe Panic baseball. What are the odds that Joe Panic oh. would have signed a baseball for Dominic to win? He might have been the only ticket in the bucket, but that doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Um, I walked away with Damon Lillard autographed shoes. Dominic got a Joe Panic baseball. One might say one's a better investment than the other. But who's to say? Joe Panic. World, World Series champion. What does Damian Lillard have, huh? He's got a uh, Modelo commercials. Ooh. He's a meme. Anyways, Joe Panic, have fun being retired. And go Tigers. And when he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, you'll hear it here first. But yes, fuck the NFL. We don't need to talk about them. They get enough news coverage during the week. We got some XFL news to talk about, Dominic. And we always love talking television rights deals because the XFL signed a multi-year contract with the mouse. That is Mickey. Oh, I thought it was Chucky. No, Mickey Mouse. But uh, they will be on ABC, ESPN, I think ESPN Plus uh, for the next couple of years. So the mouse uh making a solid investment into the XFL. They do have the NFL coming in that football signed Joe Buck, Trey Aikman to a lot of money. So uh, the XFL is yeah, moving in the right direction. I'll be honest. I have not watched like a minute, a snap of the USFL. I don't, haven't heard anything really about it. I've seen like a quarter. Um, I mean, before the pandemic started, the XFL was kind of gaining some traction. It was. So, uh, you know, the rocks now part of it. And uh, his ex-wife slash business partner. So, uh, you know, you know, it's kind of, you know, we're, we're having fun with it, but it, it, I will be intrigued to see what they do because it does look like the XFL and NFL do have some sort of relationship. I don't know if they're going to fully flesh it out before it actually uh, starts next spring, but uh, good for the XFL getting some, some ABC ESPN money and locking down, I believe the first kind of television contract i don't know if they're gonna be i don't think they're gonna be exclusive to espn abc but uh, they might do some other things for abc or nbc and fox as well but i think the usfl is doing something where it's like on nbc and fox at the same time or something so maybe maybe it is exclusive to the espn i don't know i mean whatever it is we love football and you know i do agree xfl football I, I rather I rather watch XFL over the USFL. So, you know, bring back the sun, bring back the Devils in San Francisco, please. So we can go to the games. Yep, at Oracle Park. That, anyway, that, that's it. yeah, that's it. I'm Moving on, that's yeah. it for the XFL. Let's talk some basketball. basketball. We got 
Uh, before we get into the conference finals, let's talk about the last round. First, we had two game sevens take place. The Boston Celtics defeat the Milwaukee Bucks at home, take care of business, and the Dallas Mavericks go in to Phoenix and take care of business. Both blowout games. Phoenix, um, yikes, big yikes. One of the biggest blowouts you'll ever see in a playoff game. Uh, Chris Paul has blown five 2-0 leads in the playoffs. Nobody has done it more than three times. So Chris Paul, yes. shout out to that guy. But uh, Dominic, your thoughts on the game sevens? You know, we build up the game sevens. There was seven game sevens. If you include the NHL games, not completely aware of what happened in the NHL games, but I would assume they were much more exciting than what happened in the NBA. I mean, when it's, I just can't get over the suns just basically blowing. I mean, they had it. They going into game seven, they were the fucking favorite and you just don't fucking show up. I just don't understand that. I mean, their their big three had like five points in the first half or something insane yeah, like something that. It was like, terrible, huh? Luka Doncic had the same amount of points as the Phoenix Suns did in the first half. Oh yeah, no, I saw that too. Yeah, I, I don't know how a team comes out on their home court and just gets absolutely dog walked like that. Like that just doesn't. Like I understand, like the Milwaukee Boston game. Like okay, you know maybe it's a little you call it a blowout, but at least the other team showed up and played you know okay phoenix just did not do anything right and that's just that's what i just don't i mean i don't know who to blame am i blaming the players am i blaming coaches because i feel like you can't blame a coach when your players go out there and perform the way that they perform so it's like you know is chris paul gone is book gone is like are, are they rebuilding or are they gonna try to want run it back again next year. Like I, I feel like, I feel like Chris Paul's done. I feel like I'd be like, all right, bye. See you later. Yeah. I would assume Paul's done. I mean, just at his age, you would pick Booker over Chris Paul and uh, maybe this two year window of playoff runs is the end for Phoenix, but yeah, just a total disappointment winning 60 plus games in the regular season. I mean, they weren't like a super dominant number one seed, but they were definitely like the favorite going in and that just to fall apart like that. Just, I don't understand how that happens. Uh, moving on. Let's actually talk about the conference finals. We got both games, both game twos have been completed. Uh, let's go over to the East real quick with Miami and Boston. It is tied up one-to-one series heading over to Boston tomorrow for game three. Uh, Marcus smart and Al Horford were out of game one heat make a, Big, big comeback, take care of business, but then they get blown out in game two once both those two guys come back. Uh, I mean, just obviously a tale of two games. Now that Horford and Smart are back in the lineups, Dominic, do you see Boston kind of running away with it? Miami has not played well at all. It's very similar to the 2020 season where Jimmy Butler just was doing everything. Uh, well, the Heat were actually winning those games, not they didn't win last night, so... Uh, what, what I know you're high on Boston and kind of see him as maybe a team of destiny. So what do you see in the uh, Eastern finals? I mean, I, I really like this matchup. I feel like they're both like they, they're like yin and yang for each other. If that makes any sense. I feel like, you know, they're able to capitalize on the other, like so often. I, I really enjoy this, this, this matchup. Um, 
I'm going to give, I, I think the Heat will, I think the Heat are less likely to shoot themselves in the foot than the Celtics. Because the the semifinals, the, the few Celtics games I watched, I, I saw a lot of uh, um, mistakes on the Celtics that cost them points and turnovers and stuff like that. So I think I'll go with the Heat, you know, but it's going to be both series are going to go seven. Both series are going to go seven. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, as, as the, the heat correspondent, I'm a little bit more scared than, than you are, but um, I do agree. I mean, the heat just did not play well at all in game two. I know they're going on the road, so you would give the advantage to the Celtics. So as long as the heat can just grab one of the two games in the next couple of days and get back to Miami game five, two, two, uh, I would be completely fi- fine with that. I mean, you know, PJ Tucker and all the other guys besides Jimmy Butler, they definitely need to step it up. And I would assume they're not going to play that shitty going forward, but you're, you're skating on thin ice. They were getting blown out in game one. Luckily they came back in the third quarter and, you know, finished it off in the fourth. So, I mean, really there's only been, you know, two out of the eight quarters that the heat have played just good basketball. And so I'm a little scared that the defense of the Celtics is going to shut them down. But I, I do agree this is going to be, I feel like it's going to be a more competitive series than the uh, Western finals were. But uh, looking ahead, I believe game five is Wednesday. Game six would be, or maybe game six is, I don't know. But there may be a substantial bet placed in Las Vegas on the Miami Heat next weekend. We shall see. Being just winning the series outright or winning the game or going well, you know, we're gonna have to stay tuned to find out, even though I swore off of betting Celtics games, because no matter what, whether I'm betting for or against the Celtics, I get fucked. So maybe I shouldn't do that, but I never learned my lesson. Let's let's both put down 20 bucks. You go heat, I go Celtics. No, wait, fucking 20 bucks. Chump change. I mean, trying to bet the mortgage. Just trying to be homeless. You are homeless. What are you talking about? Anyway, my light doesn't work. I gotta exactly. spend. I gotta spend on some light money. Turn the lights back on in this bitch. <laughs> Moving over to the West. Game two just finished up with the Golden State Warriors coming back down nineteen, doing basically what the Heat did in Game one, and completing the comeback. Not only do they win, they also cover because that's what great teams do. So the Warriors. Up two games to zero. Um, Dominic, you said this one is going seven games. Coming back to uh, Dallas. Dallas was down 2-0 to the Suns, but breaking news, the Warriors are not the Suns. Exactly. And the reason I still feel this game's in, this series is going to go seven, Luca is a fucking crazy motherfucker. What, what, what's, uh, there's, what's his name? Um I'm terrible with names. You know that. Is it Dimwiddle or Dimwitty? Dimwitty. Um, Dim D's nuts. Yes, D's nuts. And then um, I mean, I mean the the whole Mavericks team can. I mean, if you watched any of the game today, they're fucking draining threes, like fucking nobody's business. And then so, you say, oh, they can't keep that up. And then they didn't keep it up in the second half. But at home, usually that's what the role players do is they keep it up throughout the entire game. Exactly. And that's why I wouldn't be surprised if Mavs 
tie it up and it, I, it's going to be a home court advantage kind of thing where, you know, whoever has home court wins it. So. I mean, I, I do think that the Mavericks are not going to go down line. They're going to fight. And I do think they're going to win game three. I think they're going to win game three on Sunday, but I, I feel as though the Warriors will win game four. So, you know, up three, one going back. And I, well, I, I I think it's going six. I think the Warriors close it out in Dallas in six. I don't think Luke is going to, you know, allow his team to get swept or gentlemen swept. I mean, even today he dropped 40 plus and it was like an easy 40 plus. He's just jacking up. I mean, he's doing what Steph Curry does, you know, jacking up threes, but it just looks so effortless to him. So, I mean, Luke is a beast. I, I love him just like talking all the shit to fans and people around him. So uh shout out Kavon Looney we need to give Kavon Looney some love he had an absolute banger of a game today career high for the playoffs he had over 20 points uh the comeback honestly like in the third and fourth quarter really wasn't a part of like the big three it was you know Jordan Poole Kavon Looney uh Otto Porter and like all those role guys that you're not going to really talk about because Steph Curry Clay and Draymond are going to get a lot of the attention but uh you know Steve Kerr having faith in the other guys to keep him moving and they still did it, Dominic. I don't know exactly how much of the game you actually caught, but you know, big game for the, it just showed the depth that the Warriors have compared to the Mavericks and just really the entire NBA. I mean, I, I watched a little bit of it. Like I said, I was in the backyard doing getting my cans together. But um, you know, I, I think I think this season, at the beginning of this season, or was it last, where Kavan was kind of a free agent, I think, or something like that. And I, I was very excited when he decided to resign. Um, Kavan to me is a, you know, he's not like when you think of a big, big guy, you know, you think of like a big beefy tall guy who can fucking take the bump and, you know, just, you know, like, like, like a DeMarcus cousins kind of, you know, a tall guy who's fucking beefy that can, you know, beat the fuck out of you. Kavan is very lean, but he's tall. Um, he has a nice jump shot and people, people sleep on him and, you know, motherfucker makes you pay. Yeah. I mean, Bam Adebayo is, I mean, I think he's obviously the best center left, but Kavan and Ludi has been playing the best out of the four centers thus far. And it's really not even close. I mean, today just kind of stamped that. So, uh, that is it for the basketball, Dominic. Uh, we, by the time we do our podcast next Friday, I believe the Warriors would be playing Friday in Game Six. I know, maybe that's Game Five. I don't remember, but uh, I think both both of us agree that both these series will be still going on by the time we record next week. Yeah. So, before we uh, get into the fan mail segment, let's throw it over to past me and past Tyler because Tyler is here. He is going to jump on for a little pop culture corner segment. Ty Gundy's pop culture. I don't know what we're calling it, but just uh, Tyler's pop. Tyler's pop. Let's throw it over to Tyler's pop and hear what he's got to say in the world of pop and culture. All right. We are here with Ty Gundy. Tyler, how, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Just got off of work, you know as we usually do this right after, right after work, got to go see the pops today. So I don't know if you were going to just kayfabe that I was part of it the whole time, but you know, but it's a little segment segmented uh, today. 
yes, everybody is on the podcast, but not everybody's together on the podcast. So uh, we're here. We're here to finally give the long awaited heart and souls recap or review for Mr. Johnny Roke. As of this recording, Johnny has not sent us in a question. So maybe he'll get it in under the buzzer when me and Dominic record in like a couple hours. But Tyler, uh, I have no idea really what this movie is. So I'm just going to let you take over and give us your thoughts on this movie recap. Tyler's little pop culture segment. Little pop pop culture corner. There you go. We got to name. We have to have a make it a name for everything. You have to. Yeah, absolutely have to. Uh, Yeah, Heart and Souls, nineteen ninety three. They call it a fantasy comedy drama, um, starring Robert Downey Jr. A young Robert Downey Jr. Directed by Ron Underwood. This movie was a. It was interesting. I, I will say, I was surprised. Uh, at how much I enjoyed the movie. I, I really, really had a lot of fun watching this movie. It was it was great. And I think one of the questions that Johnny wrote, or one of the things Johnny Roca wanted me to do while watching the movie was keep a cry counter on. Because for those of you who don't know, I'm a big uh, movie crier, I guess you could say. You know, I, I tend to let the tears flow while watching movies, uh, which some can attest to. She's went and saw No Way Home with me. How many times did I say I cried during No Way Home? Um, I think it at least was was two hands worth. Yes. And he was not sitting next to us because it was kind of a last minute thing. Yeah. So we didn't get to I didn't visually get to see the emotion on his face. But uh, I was trying to look over in the dark uh, movie theater, trying to see if I can uh, catch a tear, catch you know, a tear. Gl- glimmer off the uh, off the face of old Ty Gundy. But and, and and this was this was two handfuls. And this is my second time seeing the movie. Exactly. Was, was so him. he knew so, he knew what he was getting into. We knew what he was getting into, and it and, still was like seven or eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, this one got me twice. This one got me twice. Uh, Johnny Rokefer. This will be somewhat of a spoiler, I guess. Uh, review about it. Um, so before I get spoiler into alert the, for a twenty-seven-year-old yeah, movie or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen ninety-three. Um, so the premise of this movie is, I think it's four strangers at the beginning of the movie are living their lives. They have um, kind of un, unfinished business that, that they're dealing with at the moment, all get onto a bus. The bus then crashes because the bus driver is super horny, which I thought was hysterical. Bus driver was, was peeping over at, at some girl getting touched up on in the car next to him. And he ran him right off the road. Uh, they end up passing away at the same time as Robert Downey Jr.'s character is being born. Um, so as as they pass away, he's being born, and somehow, some way, they are like attached to Robert Downey Jr.'s character. It, it, it it's a little it's a little funky. Is it like, like a re? Is it like a reincarnation type thing, or what? What is what's going so, on? So no, no. So like they're they're apparitions. They're ghosts, pretty much. And they only only RDJ's character can see them, uh, but they could communicate with him freely and all that stuff. Um, and in the beginning, it's just kind of like they're having fun. They're just you know living life with with Robert Downey Jr. and and he's you know uh, I think it was up until about eight years old that they're, they're, they're kind of hanging around. And this get, leads to the first time crying. Um, kid gets in trouble. He, he, he's doing bad things or whatever because he's influenced by, by these characters. And the characters finally realize, like, hey, we need to step away. 
So there's a very emotional scene where they're all saying their goodbyes and we're not, you know, this is goodbye for now. We'll still be around or whatever. And, you know, the kid's crying and I was crying and everybody was crying. Okay. Not to shame me. Um, Then we flash forward, I think about 15, maybe 20 years to RDJ as an adult. Uh, He's, you know, big businessman and all this fun stuff. and, And the ghosts are still around just he's like tuned them out so they're just they're just tethered to them they can't go too far away from them basically um all of a sudden uh the bus shows up that killed him says it's time to take you away you know you're you're going up to heaven or whatever and he he asked him he said did you guys accomplish what you guys were supposed to they didn't know they were supposed to make amends with their their deeds or their their uh, loose ends that they had to tie up so the rest of the movie is spent with them basically tying up said loose ends and there was another moment where um, one of one of the apparitions or ghosts or whatever was a lady who uh, had kids and they got put into homes and all this stuff and she didn't know where they were or anything like that nobody knew where they were and she's finally reunited with the kids and that was the second time I cried Uh, But overall, this movie was fantastic. I loved it. You know, if I were to put a score to it, which, I mean, completely new concept. What a novel concept. What a novel concept. What what, what would the range be? Would it be like a one to ten thing? You know what? Maybe like a five stars or... I don't. I think we got to go one out of a hundred here. Oh, one I, out of a hundred. Okay, getting I mean, very detailed and very detailed. Able to, yeah. to you know change it up and d- differentiate. Know, just because you know a seven, a seven, two sevens can be very different. Whereas, you know, with a one to a hundred, you could really pinpoint where exactly this movie would be. I mean, you could just put decibels on the one through <sighs> ten, but that's nah, nah, no fun. Uh, I'd probably put this movie at about eighty-three. I thought it was fantastic. I thought the acting was good. It was very funny. And I kept getting, and I love this movie, Angels in the Outfield. I kept getting Angels in the Outfield vibe. Great movie. Great I don't movie. know if it was just, you know, Ghost Ghost in a 90s movie was, was maybe the only thing that really related to it. But I, I, I fucking love this movie. So Johnny Roca, I want to say thank you for for recommending this. And, and not only recommending it, going out and buying the DVD and sending it to me. Uh, very appreciated. And he said it's one of his top 10 movies of all time. I can see why this is a very, very fun movie. And it's, it's a not like, it's not a novel concept because obviously, like I said, it's kind of related to angels in the outfield, but it's not something that like, it's not something you see get done very often and especially very well like this one was. So when Johnny Roca gave you this, cause what this was like in November, November, I, I believe. So when you, you get the movie, did you know what did you know about this movie? Did you have any like concept I, or idea of what this was about? I've looked at this DVD case so many times and just by like I'll, I'll show it up to cheese. I don't know if you can see it very well. I know the glare is a little so off. for those on this uh, vi- on this audio only podcast. It's two people kind of hugging and then there's like kind of like a prom photo yeah. triggering with like four Thanks. angels above it. And I, I've looked at this and I was like, I looks kind of like super cheesy, to be honest. Yeah. And I mean, it is a very cheesy movie, but like I've looked at the case and I was like, I have no idea what this movie's even about. And then watching the movie, it's like, yeah, I, I could see I could see it now off the cover. But yeah, no, I had I had no no idea. I had never heard of this movie before. Uh, Johnny Rocco recommended it. 
and he was like very young RDJ, but he thinks it's one of uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s best roles, which I mean, he's better than anything in an Iron Man suit. I mean, it's a tough, tough to put it to. It's it's tough. Like I, he did good because he do, at at one point he does have to take on the personification of each of the guardian angels. Um, so he, he plays those parts. Well, I wouldn't say it's one of his best roles in my opinion. Like I think Tropic Thunder's up there and, and obviously the Iron Man movies and, and even like Sherlock Holmes, I think he, he did very well in, he's a great actor, obviously. So, so this might be kind of a stupid question because I'm not the big pop culture guy. Didn't he have like an up and down career in like Iron Man, like really revitalize oh, yeah. that. So like, where is if you were to like pinpoint like where is this on his journey and then when does like he kind of fall off so let me let me pull up the old uh robert downey jr imdb because this was this was very early on and i think this was like this kind of kick-started his career if i'm not mistaken let me let me just pull it up because you are right because he did have all the drug addiction problems and things like that and, and iron man really kind of resurged that so let's see. He was a he was a young tot here in the eighties during things like uh, True Believer, Too Much Sun, stuff like that. Chaplin, Chaplin was ninety two. So this is this was kind of his rise. It was Chaplin, Hail Caesar, Natural Born Killers. Um, any of those movies ring any bells to you, Cheese? Uh, no. Where is Heart and Souls at? Oh, there it is. 93, right after Chaplin. So, so it's, it's in the rise of RDJ. I'd probably say like late nineties, early two thousands was, was the, the downfall, you know, he's doing Bowfinger or Bowfinger and, and in dreams and friends and lovers, things of that nature. Um, yeah. So this was early. This was, this was his rise. This uh, so, a- uh, to, you know, definitely a novel concept. If, uh, it is a 6.9, so a nice rating on IMDb, 55% on Rot- Rotten Tomatoes, 56% on TV Guide, so a middle-of-the-road yeah. type type movie. I'm trying to look. It doesn't seem as though it's on any streaming platform, so nope. uh, if you want to go get it, you got to go buy the old hard copy of it. Yes, but, sir. Uh, did you? I assume you might have watched this with the number one fan, Haley. Could you get us a, a rough uh, review of what she thought of it? She was right there with me. She loved it, too. She was... Uh she she was kind of like well why did it take you so long for <laughs> to watch this movie with me and I, I was just like you know a lot of things going on as you know you were right there with me the whole time but yeah no she 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 loved it she she enjoyed the movie she had a lot of fun she's not a you know a movie crier like i am so so i don't i think she i but i think not to speak on not to speak for her think she got a little choked up at the beginning just like i did when the kid was was crying about losing you know uh his guardian angels and things like that not to speak for her though of course um but yeah yeah she she really enjoyed the movie so if any if cheese if you want to borrow the copy you're more than welcome dominic if you want to if you're listening to this by some odd chance you're more than welcome to, to borrow the movie great great film he has to listen back just to make sure that he didn't make fun of him or buried him or said anything, you know, yeah, yeah, flabbergasting about him. But a uh, nice segue that you said that you've been going through some things these last couple of months. You haven't been able to get around it. We're going to uh, quickly just do one little question from the mailbag. Uh, not going to spoil everything because, you know, that's Dominic's gimmick. But uh, so this one does come from Big Daddy. He has Yay. one question. Finals is over. 
He wants to know from you or from us, but specifically Tyler, because I'll answer it with Dominic. Uh, what do you guys like to do to decompress and have fun after being stressed out for a couple weeks? Let's see. What do I like to do? A's games are always fun. You know, I love me an A's game. Hit the links. Go play 18. That, that's always a good time. Yeah. When are we going to go play golf, Tyler? That's a good question. I mean, I've last I've summer is like, oh, you know, we're going to go golfing all the time. We're going to do this and that. And then fucking we haven't golfed since like July. Golf, was, I think we golf like once, maybe twice. It was for my birthday. And that was maybe one of the worst rounds I've ever had. Yeah, that's and true. That was, was God, not drunk. That was I was yeah, not was inebriated tough. whatsoever. It was just a tough day at the office. Um, I don't know, man. I like just I, I'm more of a I'm, I'm a homebody. I like I like sitting on the couch, watching movies, like just hanging out. You know, no, 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 nothing to stress about, just relaxing. Like you could finally just let your shoulders loose and, and, and hang out. But what do you like to do, Cheese? What, how do you decompress? I, well, I've never seen you as a stressed, ga- stressed you're, out you're guy. Gonna so. have, you're going to have to wait and see because I am going to answer that with Dominic. Damn. Okay. I see how it is. Exactly. Maybe I'll tell you off the air. There you go. Okay. Maybe. Why not? Maybe. Uh, so what, before we wrap it up, Tyler, anything else you would like to cover, talk about in your little corner of the podcast does not have to be pop culture. If you have a sports take, you want was, to go off of it's a little slow for sports week this week, more wrestling based. I think this uh, podcast is going to be about, but anything else you want us to talk about a couple things and it's all baseball because baseball is kind of my sport at the moment. Oh, and bowling Kyle troop, just because now I got cheese in on bowling Kyle troop won the PBA championship. And, and that man, if, if you guys don't watch bowling or no bowling, anything look up Kyle troop, he will get you into it. He, I He's the bowling the Bob Ross. He is the bowling Bob Ross. He's so, he's so awesome. Uh, bull, the PBA league is coming out to where it's like, you know, five, five PBA bowlers on a team bowling against another team. It's awesome. I love it. Um, you did. Sure you quit, but, 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 okay. Sorry. Go I ahead. was going to ask Go, about no, your no. arena trip. We'll say that for the very end. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah Max yeah, Scherzer, yeah. Max Scherzer out six to eight weeks for the Mets and they just can't catch a goddamn break. First, it's DeGrom, probably not coming back until July. Now you got Scherzer going out. The team is hot, and it just absolutely sucks that that nothing goes right for them. Like, they're, they're playing really good baseball, and I think there's only one thing that could save them, and it leads to the next thing I wanted to talk about. Bartolo Colon needs to sign back with the Mets. Thanks. He needs to come back. I mean, I mean – the- He's the been, guy's I, a menace. We, we follow him on Instagram over at Curveballs and Chair Shots. He's been doing winter leagues. He's been playing in the Dominican or wherever yep. the fuck he plays. So it's not like he's not playing. I mean, even in his later years, he was never a flamethrower. He was just a precise mid to high 80s, and that's being very uh, nice about it. So, I, I mean, I don't know when, I, when was the last time he pitched. Was it 1918? Uh, I think it was 18. I just watched a baseball uh, doesn't exist video about him. So I think that's why I'm also very high on Bartolo Colon at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, if Zach Granke could do it and Zach Granke's doing very pretty well right now for the Astros, why can't Bartolo Colon do it? Or the uh, Royals. Royals. Sorry. That's what I meant. You know what I meant? Well, I'm just making it clear for the people out there who might not know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. I did just go. Torino. It was nice. Um, bowling was fun. I bowled pretty well. We did, we did a, a little trios tournament on Sunday, uh, bowled pretty decently. Then I, I got up all the two fifty eight in one of the games. So that was, you know, it was cool. The bowling stadium is fucking humongous. 80 lanes. 
if anybody has seen the movie Kingpin, it's the they filmed the very end with um, Bill Murray and and what's his name, um, Woody Harrelson. They they filmed that that ending at the the National Bowling Stadium. So it's it was cool to see. Very very fun sight. Uh, Sunday got up, didn't bowl as well, but still walked away with about six hundred dollars just from bowling. Uh, lost about a hundred dollars playing the slots. Didn't get to the sports book on time. I know I told the people out there I'd throw a bet, bet out for them. Didn't get to the sports book on time to put out a sports bet, but you know, that's okay. We'll, we'll more than double, we'll make up for it in Vegas. So it's exactly. okay, exactly. It all, it, it all evens out eventually. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've been to Vegas. I think the last time, or Reno, the last time I've been in Reno was my 16th birthday. Oof. My dad took me out there. Travis was, it was. Me, my dad, was my stepmom there? I forget. She probably was. Yeah, it, was, was me, say, probably. it was me, Travis, Lorenzo, Oof. and Kevin Asvit. That's a it was crew us, right there. It was us four 16-year-olds in Reno. And, I mean, Travis might have been a little hoodlum at, the, at that point. But, I mean, we weren't going out, you know, drinking or, you know, tearing the place down by any means. It was still a fun trip. Yeah. But it was uh, it was kind of interesting. It, it, you know, it was, it was a good time. I be honest don't remember anything about it I'm pretty sure if you ask travis he probably doesn't remember anything about it but oh, doubt it uh yeah that's uh not not, not well no i guess i have gone back to reno since then because josh would have tournaments out there but it was yeah, more obviously GSR. more like a base it was more like a baseball thing and we didn't really like go to the whatever you would call it the strip or whatever the yeah downtown. downtown downtown area so it was mostly just staying at the grand sierra and and just hanging around there Yep, which um, is the only place to go if you're going to Reno. Well, that's where we ended up gambling. We we just went to the Grand Sierra and and played the played the machines there, which I'm very upset. I I kind of like to bounce around machines. I don't stay at a machine too long. I I, I can already tell you, you didn't listen to my uh, advice. Did did you do my video poker? So I found I, I'm like I do like playing poker, but I found they do uh, blackjack. It's like a slot machine, but it's blackjack. Um. So I played that for, for at the very end, it was like my last 20 bucks. I put it in and then I got up to about, I think I got up to about a hundred bucks with that and I didn't cash out like an idiot. And then I just fucking, I ended up losing it. So how many cocktails did you get in that time? That's, that's the only real thing that matters. I only had, I only had one and it was early. I, I had, a, I, I had him bring me a Jack and Coke. And then I, like I said, I, I bounce around machine to machine a little bit too much. So I, I sat at one machine for a little bit and got my Jack and Coke. And then I started bouncing, 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 got to that, to that blackjack thing, got up to a hundred pretty quickly and then lost it just as quickly. And yeah. Yeah. So. I've been, I've been doing the, uh, like the, my Vegas thing to try to get points and get like free rewards. And they have a blackjack one. So I've been playing blackjack a lot and it's really got me. It. It's been, it's been giving me the itch and I've never actually played a real table game before. So I think uh, in Vegas, we might have to uh, go table. over there and do a, a blackjack table, throw a hundred or 200 down and see, see what we can do. I'm always a little worried going to an actual table. Cause it's like, you, you know, you are just playing each person is playing the dealer, but you are kind of like, with it's other a, it's people a kind too. of a communal thing it's a communal thing and i don't want to be the asshole who's like it's 15 and i'm like well i kind of just want to hit here just just for you know you, you hit you, you get the 10 when the guy next to you has an ace or like ex- has an 11 ex- exactly and then he's over here and he and he wants to beat the shit out of me and it's like well you know i'm just having fun here buddy that's why i do the video you know the the slot machine because it's just 
It's me and I a mean, computer. Hit, hitting on a 15 is okay. If you're out here hitting on 17s and 18s, and yeah, know, then then that's that's when you get a little the, little tricky. Then, then somebody's gonna you know punch you in the mouth. In the but, mouth. Yeah, but it was it was a it was a very fun trip. It makes me want to go back and and you know gamble a little bit more, obviously. But you know, got got to take it easy. Can't can't spend too much money. At least I can't. You can go wild in Vegas. That'll be. I mean. We still don't even know when we're going to do the podcast next week. I assume we're going to do it on a Friday afternoon slash nighttime. So uh, we probably won't go too crazy. But at that point, I think Friday night slash Saturday is going to be, you know, the time when it goes down. But yeah, uh, it should. Since, since this will be the last time that, you know, we talk on air before then, I've been telling Dominic this. There's only one thing I want from you guys when you're there because you guys are obviously going for AEW, uh, double or nothing. Can we please? Are you guys doing meet and greets by any chance? Uh, I there is the Saturday fan fest. Yeah, I brought it up to them. I already knew they weren't going to be that big of a fan of it, so I'm not expecting us to go. Uh, apparently, they told me that Saturday is supposed to be tattoo day. That's what they told Oof. me. Okay, I don't know if okay. that's going to be a real thing. Uh, so Saturday, expect maybe some photos of tattoos next well, Saturday. If it's if it's I'll be OK with that. But if you do go to Fan Fest or the, you know, the meet and greet stuff, can I please get a video of Dan Housen putting a curse on me, please? Or just saying hi to me. I just want I, I want my name in Dan Housen's mouth. Please. That's not the only thing you want in Dan Housen's mouth. No, that's not. I love the man to death. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the pre-show has Dan Housen in a hook. And that is I mean, if it, if there was any other match, I probably would be OK, you know, straddling, you know, Wait in the merch line, but because it's hook, it's hook housing in the pre-show. I have to be in my seat, ready Watch to it. go yeah, that's right. to, that's to right. see Dan Housen and Hook. So uh, it should be fun. Tyler, anything else? Any pop culture thing? You finally saw Moon Knight. I finally watched the series finale three uh, weeks we, later. Yeah, we talked about it. We texted about it a little bit, a little underwhelmed, but also like I understand. I, I get it. They're, they are doing a season two, so it makes sense. Um Trying to shout think out, there's... shout out Atlanta. They did an Atlanta the uh, season finale for that. I know Tyler, big Atlanta oh, guy. Big. Oh yeah. Uh, they basically did like a Moon Knight uh, finale too, where uh, spoiler alert: uh, the girl uh, Gambino's baby mama, ex-wife, wife, whatever she is, mm-hmm. kind of had like a split personality, and she was like a French. She was like super French for like oh, the shit. entire episode, and okay. she just like snapped out of it at the very end. I was like, oh, it's Moon Knight. Moon Knight. There Love you to go. see it. Love to see it. Um, any other pop culture thing? I can't think of anything off the top of my head, honestly. We're talking about the yak now. Yeah. Even though you're a week behind. You hate to see it. Hey, the wet wheel made a return and it was great. Yep, shout out KB. Shout out KB. I think he's up to like five times now, maybe six. So I, I'm still not done with the episode. There's like an hour left. So anything can happen. Anything, anything is possible. So thank you, Tyler. Uh, maybe but, probably not going to be here next week, but yeah. uh, we'll see hopefully in two weeks. Yep. Uh, Thank you for fun. accommodating me with, with this as well. Oh, no uh, problem. You know, I Cal, Cal, diff- Cal Ripken has got to make it work. That's right. I unless my wife I understand is, I'm difficult. Unless my wife is cheating on me with Kevin Costner and I got to go beat his ass or something. And then they right. turn the lights off and cancel the game because I got the power to do that. Allegedly. What a, what a, what a story. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. All right. So let's throw it back on over to Brandon and Dominic in the future or in the past or whatever. I don't know. Whenever to, you put this to, to get it into the, let's do the, uh, the old fan mail segment. Otherwise known as Mr. X. 
Friends. Questions of the and week. Friends. Sorry, kind of slipped on that. But yes, we do have an and friends portion of the podcast. We did get Mr. Uh, Johnny Roca's questions. Uh, question answered from last week. Tyler gave his lovely heart and souls uh, recap or review on Tyler's pop. Uh, no questions from Johnny Roca this week, but we do have one from old Big Daddy Guma oh. on the Instagram. So he's Oof. got the podcast question with finals being over for me. That would be oh. studying college finals, not the NBA finals, because that has not happened yet. How would you guys decompress and have fun after being stressed out for a couple weeks? Don't know what you're talking about. You know, never, never went to college. Don't know what you're talking about. Well, we're just talking about overall stress. Dominic, how do you like to decompress? Maybe you've had a tough week at work. Maybe, you know, the studio audience never gets on your nerves. Maybe like a family member is getting on your nerves or, you know, maybe some, Mm -hmm. some dramas happening. Yeah. You you know, you get like a couple minutes to yourself or you get, you know, maybe, you know, some alone time. What do you like to do to really decompress and, you know, relieve all that stress? Get the bottle of lotion. Lay out 25 tissues. Okay. Your belly. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, you can ask through the audience. I don't know how to relax. I'm always kind of pent up. Not healthy. Not healthy at all. And, uh, you know, that that's why I have fat on my belly, body and my belly. And Are you a stress eater? No, I just, you know, I don't know if you know this, but when you're stressed out, you retain weight. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm not saying if I yet was I'm, just, yet I'm not really like a stress out kind of guy, but I'm still fat. I'm just, I see, but I'm fatter than you. And that's because I stress, I stress about everything. Oh, okay. I thought the stress was just my hair. No, oh, that's just me. You know, that's just bad genes. Exactly. But, uh, but no, I, I mean, like. I think back in the day, you know, like high school, right after high school, you know, that's when you'd masturbate. That's when you'd masturbate the fuck. I would just beat the shit out of my dick. Now it's more like, you know, have a thoughtful conversation with with my lovely fiance, fiance, my best friends. What would the ranking be like if you had to go talk to somebody, you know, relieve your stress and your anxiety? Who's the friend you call? I mean, like, if studio audience is not reachable, she's fucking, you know, fucking on an airplane going somewhere. Can't get a hold of her. I, you know, I hate to say this. It's going to hurt your feelings. Oh, my God. Are you not going to come to me for emotional support? I would still go to Brian. Oh, dang. Because I'm I'm the fun friend. I'm the one that takes you to Vegas. Exactly. Brian is my. I need to have a heart to heart conversation. I need to have, you know, now that I can't have that with you, Brian, uh, Brian? See, Brandon. Already happened. Already happened. <laughs> now that I can't have heart to hearts with you, you can only you know. talk sports and or wrestling with me. So that's the reason why we have this podcast. So that's the only exactly. way I can get you to talk to me. Exactly. Where, you know, if I need lady advice, you know, I'm going to go to him, of course. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, so. As I said, I'm not exactly one to get like super stressed or like, you know, really amped up kind of like how Dominic does. But if I am like, you know, trying to, you know, just kind of chill and relax, um, you know, probably just like a simple, you know, play some video games or maybe just probably just watch like YouTube videos and stuff, go down a, a deep rabbit hole of that nature. Uh, I, I mean, you know, 
I, I do. I have noticed that, you know, going to the gym or like working out, it is like therapeutic and like, you know, being able to like clear my head or something like mm-hmm. I, yeah. so, you, know, you know, something like that, you know, now it's not exactly the, the best answer in the world. I think, uh, you know, it's I probably not the, it's probably not the I'm right gonna, answer. I want to smoke some drugs and drink some beers. Oh, well, that's, I mean, that's what I was going to say. It's probably, it's not the right answer, but I was going to say maybe, you know, have like a couple beers or something, just, you know, catch a little buzz, maybe watch them, watch them wrestling. Cause I do, there's times where I get drunk and then for like some reason it's like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. And I'm like, you know, eight drinks in and I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to have one more beer and I'm going to turn on the cock. I'm going to watch some fucking Stone Cold from 98. I'm just going to fucking sit here and drink. And then that's like the beer that takes me over the edge of the next thing. You know, I'm hating life. That's okay. <laughs> so, so wait, you're saying like not 10 beers and you're done. No, but it's like the one that like, you know, I'm like on a nice buzz, maybe like kind of drunk, but then like, I'll, I'll take that like extra step and have that like drink that I probably shouldn't have but then i have it anyways because i'm like drunk that i'm like oh i'm fucking drunk let's just keep on going even though i'm all about myself and not do anything and then it, that just takes me over the edge not exactly like i'm gonna throw up or like die or anything but maybe that's like maybe that's like the, the hangover beer that's the beer that kind of makes me get hung over the next day gotcha 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 yeah uh so that oh he does have one more question we actually okay. have a real uh, wrestling question from oh. big daddy i would assume maybe mr x t- uh, touches on this as well but uh, is WWE going into the shitter after the Sasha and Naomi thing and Stephanie leaving as well for family reasons? Mm. So I, I don't know if uh, Mr. I mean, I would assume Mr. X sent in something. I, mean, I don't proofread this. his message. I, le- I read it live on the podcast first time. Yes. Uh, but I don't know if I'd say in the shitter, like, we don't talk about WWE on the podcast, really. I mean, if I wasn't doing the bullet cast, I sorry, the other podcast, I probably wouldn't be watching it as much. Like I watch raw kind of out of habit and just, I've been watching it for almost 20 years at this point. So it's just, I just yeah. kind of do it. And I don't watch, I don't watch SmackDown to be honest, even though I probably should, cause it's kind of the better show and the shorter I mean, show. Should tell you what happened. Uh, well, I know uh, Sasha and Naomi got the title strip. They're holding the championship. And then the, uh, the bloodline holding all the titles, baby, put it up, throw the ones up. One. But anyways, um, I don't know about in the shitter per se, but I will say the Stephanie move was kind of interesting, uh, especially with Triple H apparently coming back to his full time role. So maybe it is just like a, you know, now that dad's gone, maybe mom's going to stay home a little bit more. But who knows, you know, Nick Khan taking over in 2020. They've done so many deals and doing all the budget cuts and everything like that. It is seeming like it's like a prime situation to like build up for a sale. Not saying it's going to happen, but I would not be. I am increasingly not shocked if that is to happen, because that's definitely great grammar by a boy right there. Graduated from journalism. How about it? But uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting, you know, what however long that span was, 48 hours of Sasha and Naomi and then uh, Stephanie leaving. I don't know what to make of the Stephanie situation because I mean, let's be honest, like, yeah, she's, she's more like a face than really anything for WWE. So I don't know really what her departure really means. I mean, let's be honest here. Her job was to, you know, promote the women and be the face of the women 
I'm putting air quotations on my, with my hands right now. Uh, women's division, you know, she's always going to be that one that's empowerment and all that kind of stuff. Whereas I feel like behind the scenes probably doesn't give two shits. I mean, I, I know I'm probably sounding very assholeish right now, but I mean, let's face it. I mean, if you're fucking tech team champions, literally put said, fuck it, we out. And you're not there to be like, hey, whoa, 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 what the fuck's going on? What does that have to, what does that have to say about, you know, the, the business in, at hand? So I think her leaving is a good thing. I'm hoping maybe Triple H coming back full time will maybe establish like, hey, you know, there, there's, a, you know, like his presence being there will turn things around maybe. You know what I mean? But uh, one can only hope. One can only hope so. That's it for the uh, the and friends portion. So let's uh, move on over to Mr. X. What does Mr. X old Mr. X got to say on the topic? Hello, everyone. There's only two of us. So hello. Which probably only going to be two of us next week as well. Uh, I don't know what the hell that was with the no hitter situation, but whatever. They're gonna. They're getting some wins in, and that's all that matters at this point. I, am, I believe he's talking about the Reds, who lost while throwing a no-hitter. A no-hitter? Yes, that would be Sunday. Shout out Hunter Green. Tyler just said it on the podcast last week, where it was either Hunter Green is really, really good, or he's dog shit. Sunday, he was fantastic. He was just pumping shed like he always does. Did walk, I think, five batters or something. Uh, pitch count up to 118. Gets taken out. Uh, bases loaded, sack fly, I believe, lose 1-0. Sorry, Reds. Hasn't happened since 2008. Before that, 1992. It's only happened, I think, five times in recorded history. So, and like history. Part of history. Look at that. Nice. Um, let's see. This is kind of weird news, but what do you think of this Tom Brady rookie card situation where a second one of one... I don't know if he spaced by accident. It was it supposed to be twelve thousand or one of one, two thousand? I don't know, Mister X. I'm sorry, I'm retarded. Sorry, uh, one of one, two thousand Fleer Showcase Masterpiece card just that sold. Dominic, at Dominic. I uh, that probably be the year two thousand. Oh, you know, rookie rookie year. Sorry. See, there look, I'm, it's fine. I'm I'm. We figured it out. We we put our heads together. We figured it out. You just let you just wanted me to struggle there for a second. Well, I didn't know what you were saying because you just said two thousand. I didn't know what came after that. Oh, we figured it out. Let's go. His card sold at auction for three hundred ninety-six thousand dollars. A rookie, a a one of one rookie Tom Brady card sold for three ninety-six. Is that too little or too high? Or not enough, or just right. Um, I mean, I'm not a a card guy, so I don't really know. I mean, I would love to get back into like baseball cards, but I mean, three hundred thousand for a Tom Brady rookie card when he was a sixth round pick, and who knows how many cards there really are out there. I mean, he said one of one, but even just regular standard rookie cards. So, so I mean, probably about right. I mean, it sounds about right. I mean, if okay. it, if it was in an auction, there's probably a lot of knowledgeable people there okay 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 anyways time for 
Mr. X's NHL update. In NHL playoff news, the first round has completed. The defending champ Tampa Bay Lightning come back from a 3-2 deficit and beat Toronto. And as last night are already up 2-0 on the Florida Panthers. The Calgary Flames, who had an amazing Game 7 win over the Stars in the first round, currently lead Providence rivals the Oilers 1-0. At the end of their first game against Edmonton, it seems like Calgary decided to start beating the hell out of their opponents. As several fights broke out as the game ended, regular season powerhouses, the Avalanche are currently tied 1-1 with the Blues in their second-round series. For my money, right now, I'll keep an eye on Carolina. They've been consistent all season long, and it appears that they keep riding that wave as they hold a 1-0 series lead over New York. There is no quack-quack, so... Sad quack quack. Sad quack quack. I did actually see a TikTok. I think this week it was about the uh, history of the uh, not well the Mighty Ducks of the Anaheim Ducks and you know Disney buying it and all the other things. So shout out quack 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 quack. Um, yeah, I mean I have I did watch some of the game sevens last week. I haven't like sat down and watched a full hockey game. Unfortunately, I did watch a little bit of was it Rangers Carolina. I think I, wa- I watched a little bit of that today and at the gym. So um yeah. You know, shout out, shout out hockey. Still, I mean, as I said earlier, their game sevens were infinitely better than the game sevens in the NBA. And the atmosphere is just better. Exactly. I mean, hockey fans are good, wholesome people. You can't, you can't beat an overtime game seven goal on home ice. Can't beat it. Oh, getting bricked up. Anyways, on to some wrestling. Okay. We've got the Sasha Naomi drama along with Stephanie stepping away for the time being. Then you have the rumored disagreement with MJF and TK. Plus, there are stories of other talent not happy with how things work in AEW, not to mention Kotobushi calling out New Japan. Are things that bad in the world of pro wrestling right now? Um, well, you know, we already talked about Sasha and Naomi, but, you know, MJF, the whole situation MJF, I think, are is kind of not as important as people think it is i mean hang on it's it's a bigger issue than people think it is i mean mgf is probably one of the best heels right now and if he's not happy you're he's gonna walk right into vince's arms i don't care who is gonna say he won't do it he would do it so and then i don't know this whole kodabusha thing you gotta talk about that but to keep you used to the streets. But uh, on the other podcast, we were talking about how this MJF thing could be like a Bret Hart situation in 97. Yeah. But this also could be like a Brian Pillman situation to where like Tony Khan and MJF are like, they think they're working and it's like, oh, haha, you know, you're burying me and you're going to leave and t- you're going to leave in 2024. I get it. Ha, it's so funny, but you're going to, you're going to resign. Right. Right. And then MJF just never resigns. Then he actually does go to WWE. So I could see it kind of more along that. Uh, ilk, uh, the Kota Bushi thing. Uh, once again, we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the other podcast of him, uh, very just outwardly not being happy with New Japan, saying that his injury they wanted him to come back before he was ready, and he's also uh, insinuating that there was like some sexual harassment allegations uh, with higher ups in New Japan, and so he hasn't exact. I mean, I he did tweet some more things within the past week, but he hasn't yeah. kind of gone in his like Twitter tirades like he was a couple weeks ago. 
So I don't know if everything's all good, or if he just kind of cooled off, or maybe he's, you know, lining his chess pieces up to really just drop the bomb on New Japan. But uh, yeah, it's been a crazy couple weeks for these types of uh, types of moves. But yeah, um, if that if that's it for is I he didn't ask anything else about the Sasha Naomi thing, did he? Uh, no. Okay, because we didn't really like dive too much into uh, you know we'll save it for after what, is, what else does he have <sighs> I'm my phone because i thought we we're gonna talk about that for a second uh let's see oh, I, if you want me to i can't no oh, shut the fuck up i'm cautiously optimistic that sasha is i mean sorry oscar is back in the title picture we've all been burned before but can she finally have a title run worthy of the nxt run or is she just there to elevate bianca and how do you think Becky will fit into this? Um, I mean, honestly, Becky's going to, I, for the love of God, I hope she gets a break because, you know, she comes back, wins the title, just fucking feud, 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 drops in WrestleMania, start, tries to get it back. It's like, all right, enough is enough. Take a step back. Worry about your kid. Worry about your husband. Relax. You know, wait a lay few out, months. Lay out 25 tissues. Exactly. Light a candle. Break up Jergens. Yes. And just yes. decompress. Exactly. But, uh, you know, I don't think Asuka will win it. I think she, I think she is just going to end up losing to Bianca. Um, and I don't know who would be the one to take it from Bianca. So... Maybe Rhea Ripley. Possibly. According to the internet, it was supposed to be Naomi winning the six-pack title or challenge and then losing to uh, Bianca at Hell in a Cell. So I would assume they're going to keep it on the same track with Asuka losing. Maybe they throw Becky in to make it a triple threat just because I don't know what Becky's doing because really her feud is with Asuka. So now if you put Asuka with Bianca, I think Becky gets thrown in there as well. So, I mean, I don't see Asuka winning, unfortunately. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. You know, we all love Asuka. She's she's finally back, and she's still doing great stuff and uh, working her ass off. But, I, I mean, I think this is just kind of a placeholder feud, as it was intended with Naomi. But now that's not happening. So, I, I just hope maybe she wins. Becky, it's, it was, it's almost kind of like a no-win situation. Yeah. Having Asuka re-debut. Re- and have her go up against Becky, who just lost the title to Bianca. You don't want Becky to lose because she's like the top person, top top person in the company outside of Roman. But then Oscar just came back. You want to keep her strong because you know she's valuable. So where you know what are we doing? Where are we going to go? Is it going to be a 50-50 with a bunch of shitty finishes until maybe you have like one match six months from now and there's actually a clean finish? That's like SummerSlam or something. So, but that just also speaks to like the weakness of the shallowness of the division that. You could have had Becky go into some sort of feud with someone who kind of matters, but you know, she's probably going to win at the end and Oscar can kind of do the same thing. And maybe they, you know, circle back and they have a, some sort of match at SummerSlam or wherever pay-per-view that might happen in six to eight, 10 months, or maybe a WrestleMania. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's it. Feel better. See, this is what I do to to decompress and stress that I just rant about women's wrestling. Exactly. Yeah. And booking decisions. Is John Morrison or whatever John variant he goes by now 
a permanent fixture in AEW, or is this just a one-off appearance? Um, honestly, I kind of hope it's just a one-off appearance. I don't think Johnny Elite will work in AEW. Honestly, sorry. Love him, but not a. He's not meant for AEW. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I think it's just a one-off. Uh, he lost, so I think that just kind of does play into that. It's a one-off. It was fun. He, he's you know he's a good he's cool. He's definitely like I don't know if it's like improved, but he's definitely you know you know not as bad or what I don't know. I'm trying not to bury the guy. I'm still not the biggest fan of him, but I think he has been doing good work, especially like with his last run in WWE. So uh, you know he can do his things in Mexico, do whatever else he does on the indie scene. But I just go back to Impact. AEW has just so many people over there that I don't think you waste you a spot yeah. for for Johnny Elite John Morrison. Exactly. And so I know how he does his little pop culture thing now. So here it is. Don't know if any of you are or were in a Power Rangers fans. <clears throat> used to go over to Marco's house, to watch Power Rangers. That was the other thing I forgot to say. It was Power Rangers um, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I am one of the biggest Power Rangers fans. So Mighty Morphin, Zio, and Turbo. Facts. Facts. Uh, so I'm a Ranger fans. But as someone who was 10 years old when they were premiered, it's hard to believe that next year will be the 30-year anniversary of the show. Damn, that being said, old. news has come out about the actor who played Jason, the original Red Ranger, Austin St. John, possibly facing 20 years in jail for Reg COVID relief fraud is the last thing I expect to hear. If it's true, I don't think Zoran will be able to help him out of this one. Thanks, Mr. X. Um, I did not hear that. Uh, that's yeah, cr- I crazy. I just saw that today that he's facing fraud charges or something like that. And I mean, dude, the guy I I've what, what, heard. What what was he doing? Was he like selling fa- fake vax cards, or what the fuck was he doing? I, I I didn't read into it. I just I you saw the headline and kept scrolling. Yep, because he t- so when I was a kid growing up, he was like my I not like look like saying my idol makes it seem like I it went from him love. to Jeff Hardy, Sting, and whoever your idol is now. I mean. Studio audience, she's my idol. Yep, a worshiper. Um, no, um, I mean, like, I wouldn't say idol, I would say that, that like, that's somebody that I was kind of like, I would kind of like want to grow up to be him. I was like, oh, he's cool, he's fit, you know, he can kick ass, you know, and he can morph into a power ranger, you know, it's cool as shit. And, um, so, but then I, I've heard, uh, what's his name? What, what, what's the Green Ranger's name? His real name? Not I know it's Tommy, but fuck, what's his real name? I know what it is because I follow him on fucking Instagram and Facebook. God damn it. What's his name? You looking it up? Uh, Now I am. No. Oh. Green Ranger. You're, you're going to say it. I'm going to fucking smack myself in the head because I fucking know who it is. Uh, are we are we talking about his gimmick name or his real name? His real name, Jason David Frank. Yes, Jason David Frank. It's fucking seven fucking first names. Um, uh, I've heard from him and countless other other co stars that he was very difficult to work with and like very prima donna. And like when they did the Forever Red episode, like everyone was cool except for him. Like he was just very like you know. Prima Donna, and plus he was hella fat during it too. Like you have all these fit ass motherfuckers, and you can hear comes 
Austin St. John just fucking doom, good doom, good doom, 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 just it's more for time, you know, like just very. Did they put him in? Did they put him in gimmick? No, they had. Okay, sorry, I'm breaking kayfabe here, but you know, most of the actors are not are not the actual suits. Yeah, except for Jason David Frank, he actually I think was probably one of the only ones actually who would put on the gimmick and fight because he's actually like a black belt and shit like that. So, you know, cool ass dude. I like Jason David Frank. Shout out. Shout out. Back in the day when the, uh, I think it was the Stockton Con in 19. I think it was the, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the Black Ranger. Uh, he was there and he was, I just kind of stood in the background and just kind of listened to a bunch of different panels they had. And it was, it was interesting listening to him talk about it. Cause I mean, I think it's still a thing where like the Power Rangers, like isn't like a union job. So it's like very, kind of sketch especially like back in the 90s when it first started it was like super low budget and they're like working these kids to death pretty much so uh yeah, yeah i mean fuck them kids wow the anti-union union guy right dominic exactly yeah well that's it for mr x's uh let's cover some wrestling real quick because i'm literally fading away and studio audience is about to basically unplug the computer and battery's gonna die. So oh, you got like so, everyone's so tired. Yeah, we're very really tired. Oh, hopefully this doesn't happen next week. She woke will. up at 4 a.m. Well, she I'm not she went to work at 4 a.m. So you know, I've been up since tree churdy. Okay. 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 So hopefully we oh next podcast, we're not gonna have that excuse, right, Dominic? Right. Right, 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 right. Uh, but yeah, so we, have, we do have the Sasha Banks, Naomi situation. And with uh, SmackDown uh, being done, we kind of have more. Uh, they say, well, if you're listening to this, you're sticking around. You know what the fuck happened. But uh, they have been suspended indefinitely, stripped of the titles. They're going to have a tournament, I guess, later on. Uh, Michael Cole said that uh, they let down millions of the WWE universe, their fellow superstars. Trademark, hashtag, corporate speak. But um. Dominic, your thoughts uh, on the whole Sasha Banks, Naomi walkout situation. We kind of have like a, a, a good view, still not like exactly beat for beat what happened, but we kind of, we kind of understand what's going on here. I say a couple things. One good for them standing up for what you believe in Two, I think you could have handled it better. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, going and basically saying that you're not going to do your job isn't a good thing. Um, but also, I think going out to the ring and, you know, throwing a temper tantrum, whatever, would have been way worse. So um, and then also. Um, be be communicative, don't be very um, defensive, communicate with them because, you know, People are going to assume things. People are going to say things. You know, nobody matters except for what Vince says. And I think they just need to just talk to Vince and figure out what the fuck is going on and, you know, express how you feel and how you've been portrayed. And, you know, if people are saying things behind the scenes and, you know, it's wrong, express it. You know, I think uh, this day and age, people are... People aren't afraid to to use their voice, but yet when it comes to certain things, they still don't express it. So 
So yeah, um, I don't exactly you know fall on one side or the other like particularly hard. I obviously kind of lean more towards Sasha and Naomi. I do kind of agree with you that uh, good for them. I respect them. I you know hell of a lot of respect for them to standing up to Vince and doing all that uh, stuff and walking out. Now, do I completely agree of walking out? As the show's going off the air, not exactly. It probably could have handled a lot. It could have been handled a lot better. But um, it's just something we don't really see all that often with wrestlers standing up uh, for creative and kind of putting the foot down, especially with uh, WWE. We maybe it happens more in AEW. We don't exactly hear it, or the AEW people don't have too much free reign. But um, I, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, it's obviously an ongoing situation. I did find the really the statement that wwe posted after raw or during raw like super fascinating of them kind of quoting and saying that sasha and naomi didn't feel safe with the people in the ring which would have been oscar becky dewdrop and nikki like all four of those women are like super talented and never really heard anything bad about them in ring wise so i don't know where that came from unless it was like some offhand remark and wwe kind of just ran with that so i I mean i find that really intriguing to see what WWE goes from here. And I mean, they're suspended indefinitely. So what does that mean with the contracts? Are they going to release them? The internet tells me that Naomi's contract is kind of close to being up. She had Naomi has the Uso Roman Reigns connection, but how much does that exactly help her? Sasha has a bunch of outside ventures. She can go off of like, you know, she does Disney, she does star Wars, she was the op- she was in the opening scene of the college football national championship. So it's I mean, Sasha has options. Naomi, maybe not as much. We still don't know how the power dynamic went because I think a lot of people are painting it as Sasha was a leader. Naomi was just kind of trailing behind. Maybe Naomi they were kind of equals in that situation. So um, ongoing situation, tricky situation. But we both of us I think we do lean more towards Sasha and Naomi. Shout out, stand up for what you believe in. Fight for your po- right to party. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, might have Ted pop up in the background, right, Dominic? No, I'm actually in the living room now. Oh, Dominic got kicked so, out of the living room. Out of the bedroom. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways, let's get into the AEW Dynamite recap. The penultimate Dynamite before Double or Nothing. They kicked off with an Owen Hart Tournament match with Samoa Joe taking on Johnny Elite. My dumbass thought it was Johnny Gargano, as did the AEW social media team. They accidentally tweeted out Johnny Gargano instead of John Morrison. Hate to see it, but uh, Samoa Joe does get the win. Already touched on uh, Johnny Impact, and it's probably just a one-off, but Joe moves forward, and uh, he will be taking on Adam Cole. Baby. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Just so you know, I took off my glasses and the computer screen's very blurry, so I'm not going to mute myself and I might pass out. So it's fine. Oh, that is just fan fucking tastic. We get Hangman Adam Page taking on <clears throat> Konosuke Takashida. Definitely fucking nailed that one. <laughs> CM Punk on commentary with an absolute banger of a t shirt. Uh, but uh, Hangman, you know, doing his thing. People might kind of slack on him for his title reign, but. When the man gets in the ring, he absolutely delivers, and he delivered once again in this match. This match was fantastic. I loved it. Um, but after the fact, 
they didn't really do anything. You know, CM Punk and Hangman just kind of gestured to each other, two dogs kind of barking yep. while on a leash, so they didn't Heart really touch. Uh, I, I really hope they hammer it home next week in Vegas that they, you know, have two stellar promos and they just, you know, really get us hyped for the uh, show yep. on Sunday. So CM Punk's going to win it totally, right? Maybe we'll stay tuned for our predictions on that. But okay. uh, Dominic thoughts, you know, how, how have you felt on this build towards the main event of their biggest or second biggest show of the year? Uh, it's not, uh, I don't, I don't, you know, it's not that I don't. I'm they're they're really banking on it's CM Punk, it's Hangman, it's the title. What do we really need to sell you more on this? Exactly. And it's, you know, they're both baby faces. As much as they're trying to paint one or the other, you know, as the heel, they're both baby faces. You know, people love CM Punk. It is fucking CM Punk. What's not to love? Hangman Adam Page is their boy from day one. You know, so it's kind of like rock and hard place, but I can tell you, honest to God, Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada is going to be CM Punk territory. I swear. I was going to, I was probably going to maybe save this for next week, but is it like big, like 70, 30, 80, 20? Or do they boo Hangman at the entrance? I think they boo Hangman. Okay. It's definitely gonna be it's gonna be a vibe it's a, i mean a are you major hangman i might you know be a uh drunk have little, idiot fucking... yeah i might be a drunk idiot well that's gonna be the main event at that point i'm probably gonna be buzzing once i walk <laughs> through the door and i'm probably gonna have like two or three beers by the time i get you know while i'm in the seat so probably you might just rush the fucking ring nah we're too high I'm, I'm gonna help you punk i'm gonna help you no we're too we're too far away for my drunk ass to be able to make it to the ring. I probably fucking stumble down the steps because we are we're first level, but we are very high up. We're like almost like second or third row from like the very end. So it's going to take a while for my fat ass, my fat drunk ass to get all the way down there and for me to be stealth slash quick enough to get past security. That that ain't going to happen. So you're telling me we don't have the same exact seats from last time? No, no, we actually could have. But I was like, we had those last time. I know it's a different arena, but I was trying to you know, switch up the view. It's actually a place we've never really sat before. It's kind of similar to Night After Mania, but a little more to the left, a little higher up. Okay. We'll be fine. We'll okay. be fine. Uh, moving on, we get the uh, three-way tag match set up for Double or Nothing. So kind of what we thought. Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, Swerve and Keith Lee and Jungle Source and Lucha Boy for the tag titles. Um, kind of a, not a weak tag title match, but uh, the the champions just kind of being thrown in there with the pre existing feud. You know, kind of kind of weak for uh, for my yeah. taste. I was kind of hoping maybe Brian Danielson and John Moxley got a shot at the tag titles, but I mean the match still should be fine. Or it should be re- I mean it should be really good to be honest. But uh, story. Not you know, up to snuff. I mean, I'm cool with seeing Lucha Boy. I never seen him before. You haven't seen Jungle Source either. I don't think so. Okay, okay. I've seen Lucha Source and Jungle Boy, but yeah, two completely different people. Four completely exactly. different people. Uh, we get the MJF Wardlow whipping. Uh, we build it up a little bit, but then 
Wardlow gets taken in Dick Kick City, big beatdown. So for the first time in a long time, Wardlow uh, gets big old beatdown and this builds to next week for the cage match uh, between Wardlow and Sean Spears with MJF as a special referee. Obviously, Wardlow's going to win and they're going to have this match at uh, double or nothing. Once again, the MJF, it's like the MJF, Eddie Kingston stories always have like the best stories going into the match, even though maybe the matches themselves aren't going to be that great. But uh, once again, you know, MJF, uh, you know, doing the thing, being a complete asshole and just beating down Wardlow. And uh, I'm excited for this match. Should be fun, kind of straightforward, just big, beefy boy, bodyguard, finally getting his hands on the uh, sniveling little shit heel. I mean, I Wardlow, from what I've seen so far, is talented. So I, I want to keep that same mentality going into these matches. So, I mean, what he, what him and Lance Archer did was, you know, pretty pretty cool. So we get uh, the face off between the Blackpool Combat Club and friends and the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, you know, just going back and forth, Jericho doing a bunch of the heavy lifting on his end. Of course. With uh, Regal doing some things, saying he shoved a toothbrush up his ass for the past 10, 15, 20 years. So that was fun. I mean, it, it was good back and forth. It sets up a 10-man tag. I did like the tease of a stadium stampede, and there's a John Moncler that says, uh, fuck no, we're not doing that bullshit. We're just going to get to a fight, even though technically like a stadium stampede is a fight with no rules. So, I mean, he could have got his wish, but we understand where he was coming from. You know, it's going to be a stadium stampede. They're just not going to call it a stadium stampede. So it's just going to be one. So we're going to just sit there in the arena watching a, a pre-recorded match. We have done before. We were there for the House of Horrors, and we all remember how great that was. It was amazing. Well, we are in attendance for a Bray Wyatt match. It always delivers. Exactly. Right? House of Horrors, Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell. I mean, <laughs> Two of the greatest matches of all time. Oh, my God. Boner alert. Uh, we get another Owen Hart match with Dr. Britta Baker, DMD, taking on the Joker, who turns out to be a Maki Ito. Oh, She's oh. a very... Uh, I was on... What's the word I'm looking for? Not pretentious. It's another P word. I don't know. Precious. She's precious? No. Polarizing. Thank you, Dominic, for helping me out with that word. Mm -hmm. uh, it's either you really like her or you really hate her. I hate it. Uh, I kind of am, am, you know, I'm kind of in the middle. I, you know, I understand why people hate her. I understand why people like her. She's not exactly my cup of tea, but uh, yeah, you know, Britt Baker comes in, whoops that ass, gets a tap out win, and this faces uh, Tony Storm and Britt Baker, which I thought, you know, would have been a fun tournament final. Yeah. We're getting to the semifinal. Chris Statlander won tonight on Rampage, so it's going to be her and Soho. So maybe I mean, I, I, Britt Baker and Soho. Ugh. I mean, I just think this tournament needs to be like the Tony Storm coming out party. So I think Tony Storm needs to win. And, you know, I don't care who it is, Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander. I think Tony Storm needs to win this tournament because I, I mean, I keep talking her up and I think she, you know, give her the ball. Let her run with it, and if she fumbles it, she fumbles it. But you need know, to give her the ball first. Yeah, I'm still pissed off at Tony Storm for the whole WWE thing, so I hope she fucking loses. Damn. Uh, staying in the women's division, we get this uh, Serena Deeb in-ring promo with Tony Schiavone. She goes off, yells at Dustin Rhodes, 
yada, 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 talks about how she got breast implants, shaved her head so she can be pretty, and she tried to fit in with the division that isn't her style. Uh, then Rosa comes out, boom, bang. Uh, Serena D plants her with the title, walks out with the title. Uh, the ending was fine. The talking segment from Deeb, I think, went on way too long. She yes. kind of stumbled over some of her words. She didn't, you know, we, we, I kind of, we get where she's coming from. I think she's good in those backstage pre recorded kind of hype videos. I, I think she's really good in those. But once again, you put someone out there for five minutes plus to just go out there and talk, you're bound to fumble a couple words here and there if you're not the best in the world. And it's like, yeah. it kind of can just go downhill, especially if it's, you know, late in the show, crowd's a little bit dead. They don't really care too much. And it just makes it even worse. I like how you bring up the pre-recorded versus the live shit because I saw the, what, what, who did Christian, Chris Tantlander go against red velvet? Yes. And I saw their little thing for backstage thing. And I was just like, Oh, you guys are fucking terrible. Just it, no personality. Like it's, I mean, like they're trying to act like they have personality, especially red velvet. But it's like coming off like, you know, like uh, this. I'm the baddie section. Huh, huh. It's like, God, no, just stop talking. And that that's basically how, you know. What, what are we talking about again? Uh, we're talking about Serena Deeb, uh, you know, Deeb and Rosa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Should, I how... mean, it should be real. I think it's going to be a really good match. Uh, I, I still think like Thunder Rosa hasn't been getting enough. I won't say respect, but not enough like time oh, as she champion. Should, she should walk out. There you go. Throw the title on the ground and say, fuck you, Tony. Yeah. Fuck you, Tony. That's a, it's a TikTok no. meme thing. What's your name? Ezekiel. What's yes. your name? Tony. Yeah, fuck know. you, Tony. Yeah. I don't know if it hit Instagram reels yet. Has it? I've been knowing that, bro. Okay. So just want to make sure. In Ooh. the main event, Adam Cole takes on Jeff Hardy. Uh, your boy fucked up. Samoa Joe's going to face on Kyle O'Reilly in the semifinals. Winner takes on Adam Cole. Adam Cole takes on Jeff Hardy, beats Jeff Hardy. I think the things beforehand kind of ran long, so this match kind of wasn't all that, you know, wasn't super long, wasn't the epic like you know everyone wanted. Everyone wanted the 20-minute long epic between Adam Cole and uh, Jeff Hardy, but Cole gets the win. Young Bucks come out. Uh, didn't see everything of rampage but i did see the graphic it is official hardy boys young bucks dominic uh are we gonna fight because you know i'm more the young bucks you're obviously the hardy so uh are we gonna be okay during this match i mean we might have to put the studio on between us for this match it's gonna get ugly i'm gonna be hitting the juke just crazy just anyways mr jeff hardy thoughts on the uh, cole match it's all right. You know, I Jeff definitely, you know, is up there in age. So being able to wrestle Adam Cole and do the things he did and how the match went, I was uh, quite surprised. And Oh, so yeah. I forgot to bring up. We almost could have had like the dream team. I, I didn't want this to happen, but we almost had like the dream team of Jeff Hardy and Sting, which Dominic might have just creamed his pants. He might not have made it to uh, Vegas if that happened. I've seen it. I've seen it before. But uh, I've seen it before. No big deal. NBD. Uh, but. Yeah, they, they break Sting's ankle, I guess. So yep. do you think that's kind of him, you know, writing him off for a couple weeks or or a month or two? Or yeah, Sting doesn't want to go back to Vegas. 
He's like, yeah. ah. Been there, After he met us, he was like, yeah, fuck that. I ain't coming back here. He was like, that fat kid just went, you know, he touched my butt. So. Dominic, did you sexually abuse? Did you sexually harass Stink? Maybe. I can't remember. Too many concussions. Um, can I go to bed now? I'm falling asleep. You can go to bed because we are yeah. done. That is it Ooh. for the podcast. Um, Dominic, we're going be in vegas next week should be fun this time next week i hope i'm either winning millions of dollars or i'm asleep with broke well i hope you're not broke at 10 23 on a friday night when you still got two more two and a half more three more days almost of vegas time left but yeah. uh, we will be back we will be live in flesh in person Hopefully I can figure out how this audio interface works and it's going to come out clear, pristine and so sexual, sensual or sexual. I don't know. I mean, we might have to make uh, some uh, mukbang videos without yeah, the, we're, we're without the a, muck. We're going to make an audio sex tape. Strictly audio. I'm unzipping my pants. I'm reaching in, touching my genitalia. Okay, on that <laughs> note... Thank you, everybody who sent in a question. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Mr. X. Thank you, Johnny Roca, for the uh, movie review idea. Shout out, Adriana. Shout out, Adriana. Shout out, the studio audience. Shout out, uh, the Rich. Shout out. Well, do we like Rich? We hated Rich last week. Do we like Rich now? No, he uh, he told me what his issue was with me. So we cool. We What's cool. the issue, Dominic? Area after uh, dirty laundry on the podcast. He saw, he saw me and my and our manager like talking, like you know actually having like a long talk and like not like a bad talk like a good talk like we're buddy buddy talk and he saw that and he was like oh, i'm not getting a lead position so he just said i'm just gonna focus on my work so he's like i i'm sorry if i came off like i wasn't i was ignoring you i'm like you're good i figured i didn't i was like i kind of assumed i didn't do anything wrong but i'm also annoying sometimes so like i kind of figured it was annoying so he's like no 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 but then you know we we had we had a, we had a good talk we had a good talk so we're good we're good we're good love to see that everyone's back together we will be together but tyler will not be here next week yeah. um la- I told, last one was on the facetime him during the show and he's gonna be like technically he's there okay hopefully well we might be doing it while he's working so that might even be better well no because we're gonna on sunday no we're doing it friday i'm talking about fucking double or nothing bro well you well, well you, i'm talking about him not being on the podcast and then you say you're gonna facetime him and he, he's gonna be on I mean, we might have a face. I mean, we might do an after show, Dominic. I don't want to tie you to that because I know maybe you're going to be a cranky, tired, drunk boy on Sunday night. But I'm down to do a review if you want to. Maybe fucking so many strippers, bro. So does strip club. No shot. The studio audience is allowing that. I know, but it's, you know, maybe I just throw it in the universe. Maybe we'll have. Maybe we, you know, we butter her up. We take her to like Thunder Down Under or something. We'd be like, look, you go to this. We Give sit through five this five minutes in a strip club. We sit. Yeah, we, we sit through this. Let us burn like 20 bucks at a strip club. Yeah. And just, you know, Dominic and see some boobies. Yes. And then yes. I have a fucking boner. I'm just walking out, just knocking over people's beers. My bad. My bad. My bad. Yes, because Dominic is just hung like a fucking racehorse. I wish. Anyways, on that note, goodbye and good night. Uh, bank more like a seahorse. Yes,
Don't agree with it.